Welcome to the extra half hour of the show. This is a new thing. First time we're doing an extra half hour. And what we're going to do is when we don't do an Isle of Movies at the feature of the Isle of Movies, we have a section of the show called Exception to the Rule, where what we try and do is find a film that was made after 1980 that we say this is still a good film. So the exception to the rule, which is the, uh, the title rule of our show, they don't make them like they used to. So we have been going to the cinema. I think all of us, it's fair to say, go to the cinema quite a bit. And we invite you to join us in a never-ending quest to find more exceptions to a rule. And you will be out of hospital soon, God willing. And here are the films we've been watching recently that we can sort of either recommend or tell you to stay away from. So, um, Sharon, you had one. You want to kick off with that? Yeah, it's an embarrassing one, actually. It wasn't my choice, but I went along. Um, Magic Mike XXL. Oh, so tell us, tell us a little bit of Magic Mike XXL. Basically, it's Magic Mike is a male entertainer. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a group of friends, and together they form this exotic dancing troupe and they just like they and, and their challenge is they want to go to the the national championships for exotic dancing and they have like this little mini road trip as they get there and they meet all these different people along the way and they decide that they're not going to do their same old routines they're not they're going to throw away their fireman helmet and hose and he's no longer going to be tarzan and the other one is no longer going to be the mechanic or you know the the, the officer and a gentleman with his a navy uniform they're going to recreate the magic of being an exotic dancer and they're going to find their inner voice and express their inner selves do i see with a little a grin way. there sharon <laughs> <laughs> yeah if i could just yeah wash my eyes after watching that i tell you i would <laughs> i mean there's some they are obviously gorgeous specimens of manhood but i found it all slightly embarrassing i have to say and my hands did come up in front of my eyes on the occasion because you see when they do their shows they normally have a, a a willing participant on the whole from the audience a woman where they do their dance one to one on one and a few times i was thinking if i was that woman i would be arming myself to get out of there <laughs> because they just they're like as you know, without sort of like, you know being too explicit about what they do, they basically do their erotic dances, and it involves a lot of sort of thrusting, gyrating, <laughs> hip swiveling, and um, sort of I would say almost molesting the women that they're, they're entertaining. Uh, 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 you know, so you know, the way yeah. you describe you're describing this so well that I I honestly <laughs> hope that nobody in the cardiac units of the hospitals <laughs> listening to us right now. <laughs> So is, is this an exception to the rule? Just exception to, <laughs> to, to the rule treasure. to not go and see. I so would it, say it's a perfect probably film for a hen night, or oh, it's a perfect yeah. like these 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 events are. I mean, I personally have never been to see a, a male exotic dancer. No. I had the opportunity once, and I turned it down on the basis that I don't believe in exploitation. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I think it's exploitative for women to strip, I also think it should be exploitative for men to strip. So. Yeah, yeah. I I took the moral yep. high ground and I didn't go. Was, was, was the cinema very busy? <laughs> Not particularly. I went to see Magic Mike, the original film, to my shame. Yeah. And that was packed with um, uh, yeah, a heightened level of I, I, excitement. I have to but be honest, I saw that one. This well, I saw the first one. Weren't as many people I thought here. Was, this was quite funny. Yeah, I, I saw the first one. I thought it was actually quite good. And, <laughs> it, and the thing is that because that film was what I think almost indirectly led to Matthew McConaughey 
sort of like winning a best actor Oscar mm. because he was the, he was he was nominated for the best supporting actor Oscar for that one. And it started off what they called the reconnaissance, which is essentially where he more or less rescued his career from the doldrums of quite a few bad rubbish yeah, films, bad choices. where they just essentially required him to take his shirt off. Yeah. So and it's, I think it's funny that after he escaped. He, he escaped all the rules where he's required to take his shirt off by taking more than his shirt off but doing a really good performance and next thing you know <laughs> next thing you know he's winning an Oscar yeah it's, he's everywhere in these sort of, yeah, high profile good quality films yeah yeah, just yeah so it's, it's entertaining I mean I I mean, I need to sort of put aside my sort of snooty air about it really it is a it's a fun romp of a film and for me, I find parts of it excruciatingly embarrassing. But if you just set aside that, it is, it's just, it's fun. And that can't be bad, can it? <laughs> oh, mate, mate. <laughs> I, yeah. Go on. Yeah. I, I, I was going to, yeah. Oh. I haven't seen that. Have you? Would would, uh, would you go and see this one or not? I, ex- I would. I would go see. You it. would go. See I would it, go yeah. see it because I think the first one. I mean, the, the director was Steven Soderbergh. Yeah, yeah. Who is just a brilliant director. Director. Agreed. He's just a brilliant director, and he does good stuff. Even with, even when the, even when the top, the subject matter is not particularly something that you care about, he might he manages to pull something yeah. good out of it. Yeah. And so he, he wasn't that he was producing the second one because he's retired from directing now. Um, but so I would go see it just because of the first one. I know there were funny bits and there was, they said something about the whole exploitation thing in there. And, um, like, because there's the whole question is like, who's exploiting who? So it's, um, um, I think touches on that as well. Not so much, but a little bit of that. Yeah. But there is humor in it. There's one quite funny scene where they, they set themselves a challenge where one of the, the characters who he normally plays like the sexy fireman. Okay. And he said, no, 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 you cannot be the sexy fireman. You have to just be yourself, express yourself. And they challenge him to go into this petrol station and to make this really miserable looking woman behind the counter, make her laugh or make her smile. And so he walks in and he does his routine from the heart um, <laughs> in the middle of this petrol station. <laughs> and they're all outside cheering and clapping him on. And this woman is deadpan throughout. And then he does his final flourish, as it were. And uh, she does laugh. And you do laugh with them because it is, it's a funny moment. Is it as good as the first? Uh, well, um, it's, it's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I as entertaining as the first one in oh, its own way. On that note, <laughs> on that note, thank you very much, Sharon. Okay, Sean, what have you been to see recently? Okay, well, I've seen Mission Impossible 5. Okay, yeah. Which, yeah. Mission um, Impossible Rogue Nation. I Rogue think. Nation, yeah. yeah. Um, out of the Mission Impossible films, I, I think this one's the best. I okay. mean, I hated two, but this one is, for, for me, is the best. Three was, was excellent, but this this is the best one so far, I think. It's, it's um, you, you know, there's some, some great action sequences in it, and it's all explained at the end. Mm-hmm. And my namesake's in it, Sean Harris is in it. Character, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't be bad. Character who plays, even, I went to see it with, with Joe and Leanne, and all of them said, he is one... He plays the character so cool. He's not like one of these. He he's so good because he's not like one of these ranting and raving characters. He just yeah. stays so cool and menacing all the way through. So, which is different for Sean Harris because usually he's like the ginger crazy mad one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he's been. He always plays some some real creepy characters. I think. Yeah, he's been in a lot of films that I've enjoyed. He was in Seventy One. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was a film I always forget the name of it, but it's, it takes place in the Scottish Highlands and. Um, He's like a, a bit of an assassin. Okay. And he's in that. I can't, I can't remember what it's called. I must check that one out. I'll have to yeah. see which one it was. But anyway, back to Mission Impossible. Yeah, it's 
it's it's actually although it's impossible it's it's believable <laughs> so, so it's there, there's some great scenes and I, I never used to like Tom Cruise but I've I've sort of warmed to him lately I think Tom Cruise I've, I've, I've warmed to him quite a lot and Simon Pegg is excellent and yeah so I, I, I've seen this one I really like Simon yeah, Pegg yeah. in it yeah. I, I think uh, I really like Simon Pegg in it oh, I think I think even Jeremy Renner yeah. Jerry Renner, who he usually gets a lot of hate, but I think he's he's good in this. Alec Baldwin. Alec, like, okay, <laughs> I was there, and there's the bit on the plane where he's on the telephone, that yeah. Alec Baldwin moment. I, yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Team America, have you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he's going to out-act Alec Baldwin. <laughs> and and he was on the phone, and I looked, at, I looked at Joe. Joe looked at me, and we were like, yeah, he's gonna outact Alec Baldwin. So yeah, the greatest actor of all time. Alec Baldwin, the greatest actor, <laughs> actor of, of all time. time. Yeah. So yeah. So but back to Jeremy Renner. Yeah, he's 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 he's, 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 he's good at it. Yeah. And um, you know that's it, it was funny with the girl as well. I forget what the girl. Oh yeah, Rebecca, yeah Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson. Because yeah. they they because in this film they actually have a they they have a female character who is like a sort of female spy who she plays that sort of like you know with because I think. With this Vision Impossible movie, they've put a lot bit more of a sort of your classic spy movie in yeah. it. So like almost there's sort of like a sort of like John Le Carre sort of like light thing, where it's you have this character and you don't exactly know where they stand. Are they good? Are they bad? Are they a double agent? Are they not? All that kind of stuff. And it goes on and it was played by Re Rebecca Ferguson, who I think she's, I think she's a Danish actress, but she's she's been in a lot of things lately. She yeah. keeps popping up. Yeah. yeah, she was she was in the White Queen on the BBC yeah, TV series The, White the Red Queen. Tent, which was another mini series she was in recently. Yeah, and she's really good in this. She is really she like she just carries that role of you're not entirely sure where she stands, and you look and you believe that okay, yeah, she can pull off all the action. You can believe that she could actually go toe to toe with Tom Cruise, that she could totally match the guy, and it's yeah. So she's she's quite good. She's quite good. Yeah, I was just looking at that film that I was thinking about. It's called A Lonely Place to Die. All right, 2011. Oh, um, the Sean Harris one. Yeah, Sean Harris one. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not a bad movie. Mm -hmm. So yeah, sorry, just back to that because <laughs> obviously having the same name as me, it's like, yeah. well, I have to look you at this. Follow, although, follow the, him although the Sean's spelled differently. Yeah, but yeah. So what about you, Tozen? What have you seen? You seen okay. Well, yeah, I did see Mission Impossible. And one thing I have to say, one thing I loved about it was the opening sequence. Like the, you know, when they when they start the music and he starts showing you the yeah. the titles. It's done in the same way as the old TV, TV show, yep. where they show you bits of what you're about to watch, and I really, really like that. Actually, the music in it was was really well done as well. Because yeah. they there's the opera, isn't there? When the opera <sighs> goes in, all the action that takes place in the opera, do you yeah. know, it's just purely the opera yeah. music. There's no the, other music. All, all the action that takes place in the opera, it actually reminded me of Hitchcock. Hitchcock, Hitchcock the, the the man who knew too much. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. where they have the finale at the Royal Albert Hall and everything like that, and it seems like they've taken that and they've sort of like expanded on it a bit but the whole idea of the in the opera and all that kind of somebody with a gun and who's gonna shoot who i don't i think that was actually a really really good sequence it was a good sequence yeah and Definitely. it ends up it ends up in england it ends up in london yeah although we're points taken away from you tom cruise for not coming to the isle of white what were you thinking yeah yeah you should have come to the isle of white. <laughs> you. yeah uh, i think recently for me a film that i would definitely put into the bracket of exception to the rule that i've seen recently is inside out Oh, Inside Out. Yeah, it's an yeah. animation, isn't it? Yeah, it's an animation. It is the new Pixar movie, and I love this film. Thing is, like, I, the thing is, whether you like animation or not, anything like that, that might color the way you see this film. But I was watching this film, and you know how usually I can tell if I'm looking at my watch during a film, I'm thinking, oh, forget. If I'm looking at, if I'm 
poking holes and thinking, uh, I, I, but none of that happened when I was watching this film. And the thing is, well, first of all, I have a, I have a, a love, I have a total sort of like you know, unconditional love for Pixar. But it's because they do great things like this. They take a story that should be quite basic, which is essentially a girl moves from she moves from a place to another city, and that's essentially it. And she she struggles with having to be in a new city. But what they do is they take you inside her head and you, you see the five main emotions, which are joy, disgust, um, fear, anger, and sadness in her head. And it's all about how all these different things go on. And I think it's really about growing up. Yeah. And because every single one of us has grown up and every single one of us has gone through those sort of similar um, emotions as she goes. And it's the way that they represent what goes on and they have like this whole like there's a chasm where all your forgotten memories go in and like if they go down if they stay down there long enough they die and then there's all the long-term memory bits they have all these workers walking around and like classifying the different memories and i'm looking at it going it's you're watching the film and you're thinking this actually kind of represents what went on in my head when i was growing up this kind of it represents my emotions and i think that that's the that's the clever thing that they've done with it they've taken a simple story, but they've gone almost behind the scenes to show you what is going on in the head. And I think it's a kind of film that some people have been speaking about how there's going to be psychologists doing theses on this film <laughs> and saying, how on earth is this actually how it works? And there's bits about it where they even go into what it's what, what might happen that might lead to something like depression. With a, and I think in a kid's film, that is just masterfully done. It is so well done. I, I I like the little bit where they go inside the head of the parents and talk to them. <laughs> I just like that bit because the characters have all aged, don't they? They're the same sort of characters, but they've aged slightly. And they go, oh, we gave up our Brazilian pilot for, <laughs> for this. And they sort of all sit back. And yeah, it is. I mean, you're not so keen on animation, I know. No, Sharon, I do but, struggle but to this, find a way into it. But I do I, enjoy it once I'm forced through the door I, and I'm sat I, down. I think you might like this one. I think, uh, I think you might want to give this one a go. But yeah, when they're in the adult's head, what's the guy's just thinking about? He's playing like, he's, yeah. like he's, all, all the yeah. emotions in his head are watching yeah. like football, yeah. and, and they're not paying any attention. And, he goes, and then one of the things says, "Oh no, she looked at us." <laughs> he's like, "She looked at us." Yeah. What did she say? <laughs> it's like she signaled us. What are we supposed to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's like what, "What did we do? <laughs> did we leave the toilet seat up? Did we forget to take out the trash? What is it, woman? What is it?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they go to the mum said, and the woman, the, the emotions of the mum said are like, "Signal the husband again." <laughs> It is. I think I've seen the trailer. It does look fun. The trailer looks fun. It, it looks. It, it is extremely fun. It is so well done. It's. It zips along, the, and the, and I'm not even ashamed to say that this film actually made me cry. Oh, really? Yeah, seriously. Oh. The, there was there was a bit in the film where I I was just sitting out there. I was like, okay, yeah, that's it. I'm sorry. I'm tearing up. There's. It's just like what happens because it's it's the way they do it, and it's something to do with sacrifice, and it's also to do with like you know, how you leave things behind in life to move on and that's that's why i think it's clever about this film because i heard somebody said that uh, it's um uh, it was actually i was listening to the empire podcast and they're talking about how this is the kind of film that you can take kids to and they can be watching it because it's all like it's all shiny bright colors and the adult who takes the kids along to the film is watching a totally different film different film yeah it's watching a totally different film to what the kids are watching and it's and also because the um, a bit that i loved was that um the, we had uh, obviously there were kids in the sc when I went to watch it and I love it when a when a kid's film doesn't shy away from showing something scary mm -hmm. yeah. so we actually had bits where um, uh, we had bits where the kids were crying because they're like oh my god 
oh, by the end of the film, they were fine. But they had the bits of the crime because of things that were going on. And I'm thinking that it shows you that the people who are making this film kind of know what they're doing. Yeah. If they've come up with something, it's inside a girl's head. She's 11 years old. So it's inside an 11-year-old girl's head. And it's showing something and it's making it. And it's kind of like universally, you can see the kids are like, yeah, yeah, we don't like that. That's this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty cool. And I think that there's just... There's just there's lovely touches like this a bit where they go to imagination land in her head and it's all the things that she imagines that she has like an imaginary boyfriend who's so funny because yeah yeah there's loads of them come out to, he just shows to about help his, he just shows about his only line is I would die for Riley <laughs> <laughs> and he comes up and he has like a and he's essentially modeled on Justin Bieber he's so obviously modeled on Justin Bieber it just comes he's like I would die for Riley <laughs> and that's all he says <laughs> because the girl's name is Riley I was just like it's uh I I loved this film. I walked out. I mean, I've, I've thought about it since I've watched it, and I'm thinking, I honestly can't think of anything wrong. What was the name film. of that little imaginary friend of hers? Like, oh, I, Bing Bong. Bing Bong. Yeah, it. Bing yeah, Bong. Yeah. Bing Bong made me cry. Did he? Yeah. Bing Bong but made when me... He, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we don't want to give it away, <laughs> no, but no, Bing no, no. Bong made me cry. Uh, <laughs> it's like... And it's... Uh, no, but it's... it's Oh, great film. Great film. I would totally, totally recommend yeah. this. I would say, get out... When you get out of the hospital go find go watch inside out if you have kids if you don't have kids if you have grandchildren take them to go see inside out it's a it's like a family that's a that's a family movie and a half mm. <laughs> quite frank, quite frankly um let's see okay we have a little bit more time um let's see what other film have we seen i've seen ant-man ant-man yeah yeah i've seen ant-man you've seen ant-man sure. no i haven't seen oh. ant-man yet oh right you have to I would say go see Ant Man. Yeah, I would say go see Ant Man. <laughs> it's a fun film. It's a, and it's a... Marvel films are entertaining, aren't they? You yes. know that yeah, it's yeah. going to be entertaining. Yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah, Marvel making the whole superhero thing, and I just think that they they just do it so classily. Much different from um, the, the company that's got Fantastic Four, because I oh, did yeah. actually go to see. Oh that. yeah, yeah. Like... You're talking about the Fantastic yeah, Four. Okay, yeah. so okay, so let's let's do a compare and contrast. So we have, so years ago when Marvel didn't have a film studio. They let other film companies have, uh, so they let like Sony have Spider-Man and they let Fox have the X-Men and Fantastic Four. And then now Marvel have made their own studio and they started making their own films. And I think that there's actually like, you can see that Marvel know what to do, do, to do exactly with their right. characters. Yeah, they do. And the other people who have the rights over the other people, like if you look at the recent Spider-Man movies, oh, yeah. it looks like they don't really know what to do. No, they, no, they, they're, they're trying. just trying to make yeah, yeah, money. Yeah. They're trying to make money as soon as possible. Once you give, once Marvel gets their hands on them, Marvel understands these characters and know what to do with them. So Ant-Man, brilliant. Totally, it's probably one totally of the hardest brilliant. films that they've had to make recently because of the whole the way it all works and this guy who shrinks down to size is like, is that going to be silly? How are you going to make that work? Yeah. But they make the film work so well. And, and is there the hidden you, scene at the end that you all have to hang on for? There's two. Yes, yes, there's two. two. There's as two. as is now tradition in Marvel movies, there's two scenes at the end, and you've got to hang around until the very end of the credits to yeah. actually see it because it ties into the greater Marvel cinematic movie. Because that's what would be for me the bigger draw is to see how it ties in. Because often they have their place. You don't realize till later, but they all slot oh, into yeah, this yeah. big yeah. jigsaw puzzle a, that is the Marvel universe. Yeah, I, th- I think largely speaking, Ant Man is standalone. Ant Man doesn't sp- it doesn't spend a, a large amount of time trying to tie into what happens in the Avengers or what happens in the Thor or the Captain America movie. It doesn't spend a large amount of time. It it's it's almost kind of like yeah, that's happening somewhere else in the world. But now we have this small little. St- it's almost like a tiny story between fathers it, and daughters. But do you, does it do occupy you know what the same? Is going to be called. Hmm? What? Do you know what the girl will be called? The what? Which girl? The, at the end, you know, like the first, oh, the yeah, first yeah. thing goes. Oh, 
with the suit. Oh yeah, she's yeah. got the suit. The wasp. The wasp. Yeah. The wasp. The okay. wasp. But, but they were Another members. Marvel. They were members yeah, yeah. of the Avengers in the. Comics. The wasp is one of the. Yeah. Me- she's one of the classic members of the Marvel thing, and people have complained that there's not enough female superheroes, and now they're going to bring the wasp out, and they're going to have okay. Captain Marvel, the female one. So it's it's pretty cool. They're all yeah. coming. So it's occupying the same universe as the Avengers and yes. as Iron Man, and but yes. they're not. The they're not actually in this film oh they're not oh, no, no, they're, 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 they're saving all that for the next Captain America movie Civil War is going to have a lot of them in it okay and then so the, is Ant-Man going to appear in later Marvel films oh yeah the film, the film actually ends off with one of those James Bond type Ant-Man will return <laughs> okay so maybe it's handy for the next Guardians or whatever film to know it have this as part of the the yeah, lexicon yeah. of Marvel. I'll just say go yes. watch all the Marvel things because come on, yeah, yeah. You, you, you're doing yourself a favour. It's, it's all to do with um, the Infinity Stones. The Infinity Stones. The Infinity okay. Stones. So, yeah. yeah. So Infinity War is going to be the third and the fourth, <laughs> fourth yeah. Avengers movies, and wow. those are those are going to be like everybody, Bodies, yeah, everybody on screen. So we need to do our homework. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to a film called The Suicide Squad. I know that's DC. Yeah, but that's in the. The, the future there's a trailer out which I, I I quite like the look of yeah I've so. seen a few trailers lately that I think there's some good things coming mm. oh James Bond James well Bond. there's a film called The Martian there's a book oh, by yeah, Andy yeah, Weir yeah. that Matt was really Damon. good book Matt Damon <laughs> Matt Damon but I know what that reference is now why everyone goes Matt Damon <laughs> but <laughs> I get it at last but yeah that looks like a cracking adaption of a cracking book so I'm really looking forward to The Martian and I think that's coming out in not too distant future mm. but I just said back to the Fantastic Four yeah yeah. you were saying about the companies I'm, I'm really glad you explained that what company has got um, Fantastic Four and X-Men it's it? Fox it's Fox, Fox isn't yeah. it yeah. Um, and they don't have things at the end or they they didn't in this fantastic. Oh yeah, no, they, they don't really do that now. They did in the X Men though. They did in yeah, the X Men. They did in X Men, but it was weird because it was something to do with Spider Man. Oh, it was. Oh no, 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 they uh, did because it was Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so, that's it. Yeah. But um, yeah, they did in the Fantastic Four one. And from a personal point of view, you know, it's well, I, I won't say a lot about it because you really need to see for yourself. But yeah, let's just say it wasn't, it wasn't up to the Marvel <laughs> studio films. <laughs> that's probably probably what we're going to say about it. Um, yeah, uh, and it, it looked, it was like the Spider-Man film, the last Spider-Man film. I mean, I know, I know, most of these things take place on sets, but it actually looked like a set. It actually, everything looked like a set. You oh, could yeah. see it was like, you know, one so of those it, old it, it, B movie things where well, even though instead of looking really good, which I think I was like, I was thinking, oh, you can actually see that's not, you know, it's not really. Well, like a, there's a board wobbling in the background of the show. Not quite that bad, <laughs> but I just don't think. I mean, for me, and and I thought that in Spider-Man in the, the late Spider-Man when they were in Times Square it just didn't I mean having been to Times Square oh yeah everything yeah. was all around I just thought it doesn't it doesn't look it's right it's not believable yeah you know? so yeah but that's 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 yeah. the difference between uh, Marvel it's a, and yeah it's a shame because I actually quite like I quite like the Fantastic yeah, Four yeah, yeah. and I, I, I it's what you've seen the latest one I haven't seen the latest oh, yeah, one yet, but I mean, like, as as, a, as an entity, see, I yeah. like the Fantastic Four. Yeah. I like the Fantastic Four. I like that they were trying to do something a little bit different with it. I mean, even the the last two Fantastic Four movies that were made, the ones with Yoan Grifford mm. and, like, and Jessica Alba and all, I actually, uh, people keep yelling about them and saying about how rubbish they are. I quite like those they're, films. They're okay. Oh, yeah, they're I mean, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't, you know, say I hate them, but, yeah. you know, they're not, not a patch on some of the other films. Oh, no, they're, no, they're, no, they're not a patch. You can't hold them up to the Avengers or no, anything no, no, like no. that. But I still quite like them. 
So yeah, it's 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 a bit of a shame. I, I'm still going to watch this film, even though yeah, everything, yeah. everything I've heard about it has just been like a. Uh, oh, you've heard other things. What? what no, no, no. Everything I've heard is what you've said. Oh, right, like okay. like they've they messed it up more or less. Mm. That they, they they had an opportunity and they just sort of messed it up. All right. Um, we are out of time. Oh. We are out of time. It's been fun. It's been fun having the show today. Thank you for listening to us. Thanks. Thank you to Valerie for telling us all about Little Women. Thank you to Victoria for getting back in touch with us. Thank you to Pete Jenkins for suggesting the Medusa touch. Until then, get home soon, get well, and remember that they just do not make them like they used to. Thank you. <laughs>